We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's June 21st. We have a seven-game slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Seven games on FanDuel, six games on DraftKings for the main slate here on Thursday night. Joined today by my buddy TJ, Mr. Spidey himself. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty re- well, ready to break down... Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, MLB slate. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it's been a long day. Still waiting for a few things to go right on uh, on Tuesday's slate. Hopefully uh, we can get things picking up a little bit. But uh, yeah, nice to see you. Ready to break down Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, my slate, I'm waiting on, um, I was just telling you, uh, Detmers is going to make or break my slate, it looks like. I have two really good teams that have Detmers. Um, faded Cleveland completely which is working out um, talked about it on expert survey today. Just, I can't believe like we were talking about it on the podcast about them being in a good spot, but I was shocked to see like what their ownership was. Um, like they were projected as like the highest owned team and like you know, Ramirez pushed like 30 plus percent. So um, completely faded Cleveland, single entry, 20 inch max, um, all that stuff. So, so far that's working out. Hopefully it can continue. And um Went way overweight on Cole and played a lot of Detmers. So we'll see our Detmers, see how it kind of, um, see how it works out. We'll see there. That game's just getting rolling. Um, he just struck out Mookie Betts. So hopefully that's a good sign, but, um, yeah, ready to move on and talk baseball here for this Thursday or Wednesday. I just did the same thing you did, but I said Thursday instead of (laughs) Tuesday. So we're going to start with the FanDuel only game. Um, 
Braves and Phillies. It's a nine total. The Phillies are a 120 favorite. We got Smith Shover going up against Nola. Again, we have to remember this is FanDuel only. Um, any interest here in Smith Shover on FanDuel? I don't think so, really. Like with this game being so much earlier than the other ones and the matchup not being all that great for either of these guys, he's been priced up. Um, I don't, I don't think I really want to be getting to him. Yeah. Overall, um, on a one pitcher site, I just don't think this is the right spot for him overall. So I, I think I'm going to pass. And then Nola on the other side of this game, his price on Fanduel is nice. Um, but I just 9,300 is a great price tag for Nola. If we're looking at last year's like 28.5% K rate instead of this year's 24% K rate, he struggled a lot more hard contact. The Braves lineup is really good. I just don't see myself pitching either one of these guys on a one pitcher site like FanDuel today. The thing is that I kind of find with this one is it's like it's a tough matchup against Atlanta, right? 9,300, great price tag for um, great price tag for Nola, but. With this one being so much earlier than the other ones, I mean, with they're not, I don't think there's any, there's only the one late night, or no, there's the two late night games. So we could still be waiting on some lineups. I don't necessarily think I want to be locking in a pitcher in an incredibly difficult matchup against Atlanta early in the night when we're still potentially going to be waiting for some lineups in those last two games. And so I likely would put, press the fade button, but 9 3 for Nola is a very good price tag. So I wouldn't yell at people for doing it no i mean the price is nice if you're just thinking of like pure upside and ceiling um all right let's talk about bats over there on fanduel looking at it um i mean Acuna's expensive olsen's expensive sean murphy's banged up right now so we could potentially see a good lineup spot the two guys that are standing out to me and i mean this is large field tournament stuff only is eddie rosario at 3k and austin riley at 3k austin riley tough matchup righty righty against nola but 3k for austin riley's ceiling is always nice um i just like the price tag more than anything else here at 3000 yeah he's just been perennially underpriced on FanDuel for a really long time now and so i agree he's a strong play but outside of that i think i basically just want to i think i just want to x button on this game on this game and treat it as a six game slate uh, no interest in the Philly bats. Schwarber always like Kyle Schwarber on, on basically every slate, but uh, outside of him, like you can always do kind of a little mini stack with real Muto. Who's been hitting the ball really well. You add in Harper in there. Bryson Stott's been hitting the ball well as well. So I don't hate it, but they're not going to be at the top of my list. Yeah. My only problem with like Philly on Fanduel today is the pricing. Um, Trey Turner's price really jumped out at me on Fanduel at 3,200. Um, I think that price is just is really nice, but Harper and Schwarber, thirty six and thirty eight hundred, I don't think is terrible. Um, I could see doing like a four four stack and using Philly as a as like a one of the four stacks over there on Fanduel. Um, and like with them not being included on the DraftKings slate, maybe they're not researched as much and the ownership's down a little bit because a lot of people play on both sites, so. All right, moving on. We're going to start with these 7 o'clock games. This is where the DraftKings slate starts, and we don't have to look at just FanDuel pricing. Um, Mariners and Yankees, 7.5 total in this game. The Mariners are 175 favorites. We have 
Brito and Castillo facing off against each other. Any interest here in Luis Castillo at 10,100? Yeah, I do. I think he's probably going to be my SP1 on this slate. I like him quite a bit. I do like some of the guys in the cheaper range today, but if I'm going to be spending up, he is my favorite to do so with today. Yeah, I mean, him or Otani or Gray, I think any of those three guys at the top are fine. Um, pitching, we, we've, we've been very spoiled this week with pitching so far. The first two days of the week, there was a lot of pitching options. Today, the pitching options, not as much. Um, uh, man, it's not as much. But all right, let's – oh, I mean, I guess – do you have any interest in Brito on the other side of this game? Not really. Um, like, he, early in the season, he looked pretty good, right? Um, and so I'd be interested to see how he's, uh, how he's done in the minors since he got uh, sent back down. But uh, I don't, I don't really want to play him. Seattle's got a ton of strikeouts, right? But I don't really want to play him. He's just not a huge strikeout guy um, in general. So I mean, that's my my biggest issue here is he has a high walk rate, he has a low strikeout rate, he gives up a ton of power to both sides of the plate, more righties than anything else. And I mean, Tiasker, Julio, France, Suarez. Um, it's always concerning when you're kind of looking at it overall so um for me i'm probably gonna pass on him today i kind of like the seattle bats you know we really haven't had a chance to play them much in this series in yankee stadium and i mean it's such a huge ballpark upgrade for them i think this is where we're looking at potentially a mini stack or even a full stack for seattle today yeah i like it um especially some of these guys at the top of the order jared kellenick julio rodriguez Big fan of these guys today. Kalanick at 4700 That's a price I like. Teoscar Hernandez at 33 Has just been way too cheap uh, for a while now. So I agree. I'm with you on these Seattle guys. Uh, any interest in the Yankees here? Um, No. Honestly, not even a little bit. One thing with Seattle I do want to touch on quick is we did have uh, Crawford uh, left the game early today. And so we could end up getting a bit of a wonky lineup and some guys in some better uh positions than we're used to because Crawford obviously is usually a leadoff guy so if he's out Seattle could get some interesting lineup spots there as well I'm not a huge fan of the Yankees in this spot overall um yeah I mean I'm probably not gonna play Yankees here Oakland at Cleveland Blackburn against uh Williams this game, I don't think it has. Yeah, it still doesn't have a total. Any interest here in Blackburn? So I do want to touch on his FanDuel price because at 6,800, he's probably my favorite pitcher over there. Cleveland, no, they're not a super high strikeout team, but they are just not that good uh, this season. And, and Blackburn, that's the top pitcher that they have in Oakland. I went to him. His last start, he went 104 pitches, struck out nine guys. I like this guy quite a bit. And so at 6,800 on FanDuel, he's my favorite pitcher. At 82 on DraftKings, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's definitely uh, one of my top guys on the board. Yeah, I don't think this is a bad spot at, at all. Um, I mean, I went in depth on the expert survey today about why I was fading Cleveland. And I mean, just to, I, I have it still typed up so I can look at it, but I mean, they're 25th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. I mean, they've been better 
they just don't have any power. There's no power. I mean, that's just what this lineup is missing is power. So um, on a slate like today where we don't have a lot of top end pitching, I think Blackburn is playable. He's not my favorite option. My favorite option is actually Gavin Williams on the other side of this game. I am very, very interested in him in this spot. Love this spot for him as his major league debut. Big time prospect, um, top 100 prospect, top top 75, I'm pretty sure. Um, overall, big fastball, good slider. Command is hit or miss, and that's going to be the downside. But this dude has posted a 15% swinging strike rate with a 33% K rate in AAA this season and nine starts. 61 strikeouts in 46 innings. Um, and he gets Oakland his first game. Fully stretched out, ready to go. I mean, I absolutely love this spot, and I'm glad the Guardians are calling him up because, I mean, this is an excellent spot for him to get his debut. Yeah, I love it. I uh, I'm, I always love coming on the morning grind because you are so much more locked into the uh, prospects than I am. And so when you get one of the uh, – I'm aware of who he is, but I wasn't aware that he got called up. I had a busy day today. And so uh, 50, looking at this slate for the first time and seeing him at $5,700, I am in. Yeah, I mean, obviously anything can happen when it comes to a young pitcher making his debut. I just want to throw that out there that while uh, just the price, right? The price, he's 5,700. We're going to have plenty of bats that we're going to like on the slate. And it's really just kind of a price thing. Um, if you want to pay up for one of those top end options and you come down here and you get Williams at this price tag, um, I prefer him over Manaya. I prefer him over Grove. Um, I prefer him over Perez and Brito. So now we're like getting back to like talking about Blackburn at 8k we're getting a huge discount from blackburn to williams so a little bit easier to get like gray otani castillo Kopech. so i uh, just overall i think that this is the guy that i think is going to be popular which is kind of stinky but i mean the talent is there the the talent has been there um we'll kind of have to see how it plays out but um i expect a lot of people to be on him today not just me Oakland Bats, um, I mean, I'm going to keep saying this, TJ. Until they price up Ruiz, he's in play every day for me. He had like a single early, got on base. He walked, and as soon as he walked, I was like, he's running. And the first pitch, he ran, stole the base. I mean, he just now up to 37 stolen bases on the season, um, just continues to produce. Like, he's a double-digit fantasy machine at 3,200, and – while I don't necessarily love Oakland, if I do end up playing a lot of Williams, and I, I've had a lot of fun this week, like running 20-entry max, so I'll probably do it again on Wednesday. If I run a 20-entry max, I'll have a couple Oakland like stacks because I, I do have a feeling that I'm going to probably end up around like 40% Williams um, on this slate. So I want to hedge a little bit on the, the young kid's first start. Um, if I'm hedging, it would be Ruiz, Nada Brown, it would be a really cheap start stack where I would like get two top end pitchers to kind of hedge my pitching as well. That's the thing is these guys are so cheap as I, I agree. Ruiz is kind of the one reading the charge, but all of them Brown, Loriano, even going all the way down to Langoliers as, as a catcher at the bottom, these guys are so cheap that I kind of like including them as a stack every week. Yeah. I mean, they're just too cheap. Um, Cleveland, I'm not a huge Cleveland guy. I mean, I, I'm not going to like beat a dead horse about why I faded them on Tuesday, but I mean, it's just, they're not very good. Like they're in a great spot. Again, this is a spot that, I mean, they could beat Blackburn. They could have a good game. Blackburn 
has pitched way better this year so far. It's such a small sample size, though. I just – where's the power? Ramirez, Bell, Naylor? I mean, sure, you could play those three guys, but um, I think they're going to be popular again on Wednesday, and I just – if they're going to have ownership, I'm just going to be out again. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, I – I was underweight on them again as well. Like Jose Ramirez is the only one I wasn't, and I kind of wish I was on him too. Um, but uh, I really like Blackburn today, so I'm not really trying to mess around with having too many facts uh, against them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, um, moving on. We got my socks. It's Boston and Minnesota. This game has an eight and a half total. Uh, the Twins, a 130 favorite. Whitlock against Gray. Any interest here in Garrett Whitlock? I do think I have interest in Garrett Whitlock. He's been pitching very, very well lately. He's only at 7K, and Minnesota strikes out a ton. And so I've been kind of loading up on pitchers against Minnesota every night. Sometimes they hit for some power, and it doesn't go that all that well. But usually... Uh, it goes it goes pretty well because of the amount they strike out. So I uh, I'm definitely interested in some Whitlock. I am too. Um, you know, just looking at like cheap p- pitching, um, Whitlock is the other guy under Blackburn that I, I have interest in with Williams. Um, so these would be the two guys that I'm playing under Blackburn overall. Um, so yeah, I mean Whitlock, he is he has elite walk rate. He's done a great job of limiting walks. Um, he's a average strikeout pitcher. This season, last year, he flashed a little bit more upside strikeout-wise. His strikeout rate has climbed over the last month. It is 20.5 on the season. It's 23.5 over the last um, 30 days. So um, just throwing that out there, strikeout rate's climbing. A lot of strikeouts in this lineup overall. The lineup that he rolled out against um, Crawford had a 29.5% K rate. Shout out to Cheese is Good. He was on um, Crawford yesterday, and um, he was he was right, so... Yeah, I'm I, I, I like writing that one up because I had a busy day today and so I had a late start of my research. So I relied a lot more on the musings than I typically would. And uh, Cutter Crawford was my highest owned pitcher today with Garrett Cole, number two. Tatmers is my highest owned pitcher. <laughs> it just worked out that way. Um, him and Cole were my I had 45% of each of them today. Um, Sonny Gray, other side of this game, 9,700. Sonny Gray has struggled recently um, and Boston's a low strikeout team, which is always concerning when you're looking at matchups overall. The one thing that I, I do want to like point out is 
Boston doesn't strike out against sinkers, and that is the pitch that like Sonny Gray has like used this season to really generate like strikeouts and swinging misses. He has like this new sinker; it's his new shiny toy. Um, I, I, I'm kind of off of Sonny Gray today, but I'd probably play him a little bit just because of the pitching slate. I'm kind of off because like I just don't really ever like to play pitchers against Boston. This is a pretty good team, um, and I like. Gray definitely has some upside, but he's not a guy that's going to go super deep into games. And so I, I don't really like t- taking pitchers against Boston. And I think I'm going to go with the route of just paying down at pitcher today. And so uh, I don't think Gray is going to make the cut for me. Um, I, I completely understand. Like in a 20 inch max, if Gray is projecting for pretty decent ownership, he's someone that I'll probably not play for what it's worth. Uh, Boston bats. Sonny Gray's a good pitcher. He's been struggling recently. I could see Stack in Boston here. They're on the road. They're getting that guaranteed nine innings. Um, they're not my favorite stack, but I think that there is plenty of upside in this lineup to stack them on any day. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. It's not going to be my most targeted game on the slate. Like, uh, There's definitely going to be a few that I like more, but Boston is going to be among the uh, – Boston will be in my pool. Minnesota is going to be in my pool. Sorry, I got a little bit off track for a second. I saw Arizona's live odds went up to over uh, uh, like plus 1,000. So I was like, ooh, maybe I got to make a get some get some in here quick. <laughs> there you go. Um, Minnesota bats. It's probably like a stack spot or a fade for me. I don't see myself using the, like them as like one-offs here outside of maybe – Gallo or Kirilov, who's cheap, but um, Julian's cheap. I could see using them as like a mini stack using some of these cheap bats, but they're not my favorite stack today. They've been striking out way too much lately. Yeah, I'm with you as well. Maybe some power one-offs, but I'm not going to be looking to go to them as a full stack. Texas at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Nine and a half total in this game. We got Perez and Kopech facing off against each other here. Um, Any interest in Martin Perez at 5,900? 5,900 is just so, so cheap. And so even though this guy has been not so great this year, I, yeah, I do have interest because he's 5,900 and the White Sox aren't fantastic. Yeah, I'm not playing Perez today. Um, I hope it works out for you. Honestly, to be honest, I I hope it doesn't work out for you. Um, (laughs) I mean, just keeping it real. But I mean, they, 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 the right handed lineup that they can roll out there with like Vaughn, Jimenez, Berger. Um, I know I'm missing people. I'm missing people. But Robert, I think there's a, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're better than they have been. Um, they're a middle of the road offense against left handed pitching this season. They're, I mean, a bottom two team against right handed pitching right now. Um, so I like this spot a lot more against the lefty and like Martin Perez has a 350 Woba and a 16% K rate this season. Like give me all the Williams over Martin Perez today. I'll take the shot on the, the prospect making his debut against Oakland rather than Perez in a good ballpark for home runs against the White Sox. So I agree with that. I agree with that hundred percent. This is just somebody that in my 150 max, I don't mind taking shots on because he's below 6k for sure. No, I mean, listen, under 6k he goes out and puts up 15. You're like, all right, that's that's doable. Kopech on the other on side the of the plate, this... right? What's that? Especially yeah, on, on the plate. plate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kopech has flashed plenty of ceiling this season 
at times. Um, his strikeout rate is at 26% or 26.7% over the last or this season. Over the last month, it's at 32.5%. He's had some huge games. Any interest here in Kopech against Texas? He is looking a lot better. And so I have interest in him as a pitcher in general, but Texas is a pretty strong offense and I don't really like taking pitchers going up against them. And so he's going to make my MME pool. I think I would probably rate him a little bit ahead of Sonny Gray, if I'm being honest, but not one of my favorites. Yeah, I I actually kind of agree with you. I think that if we're comparing him and Sonny Gray, I I like it a little bit more, but Honestly, this is still such a great offense. Top to bottom, there's not a lot of weak spots in this lineup outside of maybe Jankowski. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those like boom-bust spots. Like you're stacking some Texas, you're maybe playing some Kopech. And even in like a 20-entry build, I, I think that's how you could potentially approach this is play both sides. Um, he has a huge ceiling. When he's on, he's a great strikeout pitcher. Um, Texas bats. I mean, I just said it, right? I think that Kopech's a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. And when he's struggling, he gives up home runs. So I like the Texas stack. Well, I, I, even having interest in Kopech, I still like the Texas stack as well. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And I think I'm especially going to be interested. I mean, really, he's giving up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. I was going to say it's, I'm especially going to be interested in the lefties, but the way he's stri- like he's been striking out more lefties, he's also walking more of them as well. So the righties seem like they may be the ones uh, a bit more likely to hit a home run, but um, it's really everybody in this spot. Like you go over to plate IQ, and it's like you said, the only flaw in this lineup is Jankowski. Everybody else is just green, green, green everywhere. All right, um, White Sox bats. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, not all of them, but Berger, Robert, Jimenez, and maybe Vaughn, fire them up. Yeah, I think I'd find like a fifth person to like fit in there as like a full-on stack, but they're definitely a team I'm going to be stacking today. I don't love stacking against Perez in general. Um even though like he has given up more home runs this year, like this isn't Martin Perez of four years ago where he goes out and he throws six innings, gives up eight hits and all of them are singles. Um, He's been giving up more home runs this year. So I think the white Sox are very interesting stack today because I mean, honestly the stack overall, when you're looking at a five man stack, isn't that expensive. Um, They price up some of these guys, but there's still plenty of value here. So um, I'll kind of, play it off of what the lineup looks like, but they're definitely a team I'm going to be targeting today. I like the White Sox a lot against Perez today. I like the White Sox a lot more as a mini sack for me personally, like just a few of those guys. Because of the pricing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you said, there are also a lot of cheap guys in that lineup. So while I do love more than anything just going like Berger, Robert Jimenez, and that's it, it's 
not that tough of a thing to just mix in a couple other cheap guys and uh, roll with that five-man stack. But I think because I'm going to be paying down so much for pitching today, I will um, likely just be going with those uh, Robert Jimenez burgers. All right, we got the Battle of L.A. again. No total in this game. The Dodgers haven't fully announced who they're starting, but, I mean, Dave Roberts pretty much told us um, on Tuesday that Grove is going to start here in this game. Uh, we know Otani's pitching for the Angels. Any interest in Michael Grove against L.A. Angels? No, I'm going to be paying down for a lot of pitching, but I don't think Michael Grove is going to be one of the guys that I'm doing it with. He is very cheap, but we just have so many other very cheap options that I don't think Grove is going to be one of the ones I'm doing it with. I'm not going to say long-term he's not going to pan out, but right now he's just not pitching well. Um, Strikeout rate is average. Walk rate continues to be hit or miss. 276 ISO. 47 and a half percent hard contact his barrel rate is like 10 percent. like the angels are a fantastic stack the only problem is we can't play otani um because he's pitching which kind of stinks um because i mean the angels would be a team i'd be on a lot we'll talk about that in a second let's talk otani he's 11-1 he's facing the dodgers they're a fantastic lineup um it's a boom bust spot he's 11k you know, you're paying for the Otani that goes out and strikes out 10 guys. Um, his pitching has not been as good here recently, but he's always a guy that can turn it on and have a monster game. So he's going to be in my pool. I would rank him. I don't even know. It's so close um, how I would rank these top like four guys. So top five guys, if I'm throwing like Darvish in there and I'm considering price, Darvish is up there towards the top for me. So it's tough, but I'm definitely going to be playing some Otani. I don't have a strong lead when it comes to like the top five price pitchers on this slate. So that's kind of where I'm at on Otani. So I, I have a strong lean of Castillo over Otani uh, if I'm choosing between the two of them. But having said that, I'm, I'm just looking at this pitching slate, not liking much of it, but then the parts of it that I do like, I like quite a bit. I, I am kind of debating just taking a really big stand and going all in on Williams, Whitlock and Blackburn. No, I mean, I, I don't mind taking a stand um, on this slate by any means. So I don't hate it. Uh, bats in this game, Dodgers bats. Like I would, ch- I, I could see chasing home runs here. Um, bets, Freeman, Smith, JD Martinez. They're just all so expensive that, it's hard for me to think that I'm going to – I just don't see myself being able to, like, price-wise get to a full Dodger stack today. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, like, running 150 lineups, and especially because of how uh, how many times I'm going to pay down a pitcher, I am going to be – I'm going to include the Dodgers in my pool as a full stack just in case we get the wild Otani that's walking a bunch of guys. These are still the Dodgers. And it's not like this slate is overly that big and we have tons of options we're super excited about. So they wouldn't be a target for me for single entry. But because of the, like, it depends on which Otani we get, right? And it depends uh, depends the umpire he has. It depends a couple strikeouts that turn into walks just because the guy doesn't swing or they're just on the edge could be a very, very big difference in a score against a team like the Dodgers. 
against a weaker lineup that strikes out a ton, you can get away with a couple walks and then you just strike three guys out in a row and you're good. But this Dodgers lineup has like what, two guys who strike out over 20% in it. Um, so I really don't, like, uh, I'm not planning on getting to a bunch of Otani, but I do really like the idea of getting to a lot of Dodgers. Um, angels, the angels are going to be such a tilting team today because Otani is going to hit a home run and we're not able to play him. Um, hear me out. DraftKings, hear me out. I don't know if it's even possible to do it, but I would love to have Otani available for a hitting position and only score his hitting points the same day he's pitching. Um, I don't know if like technology wise it's possible or legally if it's possible, but dude, it'd be so nice because like the angels are in a great spot today. Grove is a guy you can target. We've targeted him a lot this season. Um, I think this is a spot you could definitely stack. It's just, you're missing the best bat in the lineup. Sorry, Mike Trout. Otani has been the best bat in the lineup this year. So it stinks that we're not able to play Otani. He's been um, the best bat in the league this year. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's him, so and, him or Acuna. So I would honestly, like, if I had the choice today of, like, could I play him as a hitter or a pitcher, I would play him as a hitter. <laughs> I mean, I think um, his ceiling is massive today, but we can't. So not spending any more time on it. Love Trout in this spot. Um, Dury, as good as Dury has been this like in his career against left-handed pitching, this dude's been smashing righties. Um, really like Dury in this spot. Um, Hunter Renfro, if Moniak is in the lineup, like I'm gonna get to some angels here today because I love the spot overall against Michael Grove. Yeah, I'm with you as well. And it's gonna be an interesting lineup if there is a plus for Grove it's that he's struck out almost 29% of right-handed bats so far this year. It's a small, it's a small sample size, but like this is a mostly right-handed lineup. And so I, I do think we're going to get Moniak in there. And I think he's very interesting because he, uh, Grove hasn't struck out any lefties. He's given up a 55% hard hit rate. Like even though we can't play him in DFS, I'm definitely going to be betting on Otani to hit a home run. Um, might even make some parlays for Otani to hit two plus home runs. Um, but uh, it's going to be tougher, I think, for me to want to full stack this team, depending on how right-handed the lineup is. Um, but if we get, say, like Matt Dice in there at the at catcher batting fifth again, um, I'm going to have more interest the more lefties that there are in here. But it is going to be tough to stack them without Otani. If you were to take one right now just as a hitter moving forward, Assuming you're getting them full healthy careers and only as hitters, are you taking Acuna, Tatis, Otani, or Alvarez? Probably, man. I think it would be Acuna. I think Acuna has the highest ceiling out of those names you just mentioned. But um, if I had to take a guy over the next five years, it'd be Otani for what it's yeah. worth. But yeah. I mean, you're talking, you're talking long-term. Um, and as much as we all, as much as we all love Otani, I mean, he's 28 where I think what Acuna is 24, 23. Yeah. Acuna, Acuna is 25 and, 25. uh, and, uh, Tatis is 24. I think I'd take Acuna, man. Albert I would 25 as well. But I mean, the, the ceiling that you get from Otani's pitching and hitting, um, yeah, it's a, it's such a tough call. I don't know if I'm if I'm Otani in the Angels, man. I don't know if I even have him pitch anymore. Like I know what he's doing and what he can do, but 
I, I think I'd take Acuna. All right. Um, I just want to throw one more one more thing out there. Jared Walsh is 2,500 if he cracks the lineup. I know he hasn't been playing a ton here recently. Um, I do I do like him if he cracks the lineup. He's had some – he has plenty of power. Um, he's been awful at the plate, but he's been hitting a little bit better batted ball-wise here recently. Um, so I just want to throw Jared Walsh out there as well. Um, oh man, Detmers has got four through three, just struck out Mookie Betts again. Let's go San Diego at San Francisco. This game doesn't have a total either. Um, I assume they're thinking that like Manaya will have an opener because it's been like that type of like opener situation for Manaya here recently. Um, so I'm guessing that's why we don't have a total for this game. Darvish pitching for San Diego. San Francisco is going I mean, San Diego is going to be a favorite in this game. I would assume um, let's talk Darvish. He's 8,700. The giants are a team. I don't typically like to play a lot of right-handed pitching against um, overall, but they have, I mean, they're, they're dropping down a little bit. I just, I like Darvish's upside on the slate where we're, we're just searching for some type of upside here. Yeah. Especially because he's got a nice price tag on him as well. This is a guy that's actually been better to lefties this year, at least in terms of strikeouts, like striking out nearly 30% of of lefties, only 21% of righties. Um, So that actually could bode well for his upside. Definitely is worrisome when it comes to to home runs, but it should bode well for his upside. And so he's definitely in the pool. I think I like him better than any of the top, top tier guys in terms of prices. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm not touching the opener situation for San Francisco or if Manaya pitches, I'm not playing him either. Um, I also think like it's interesting. Uh, Wade got scratched on Tuesday. He's dealing with like a tightness on his side. That would help um, Darvish as well. Lamont Wade has found a fountain of youth and he's been a great hitter here um, recently. Let's talk bats. San Diego, um, they're a full stack option, I think. Whether it be Manaya or an opener, I think this is a team you can full stack today. So if especially if it's Manaya, I think this is actually my favorite stack on the board. Oh, yeah. Batiste, oh yeah. Uh going up against Manaya is my favorite individual hitter on the board for sure. Um, I love Misa Machado. I'll, I like Bogarts. Kim, like I feel like this is one of those games that we can randomly see Kim in the leadoff spot, something like that. Gary Sanchez, as long as he's in the lineup, is probably going to be my favorite catcher. Give me all the right-handed bats against Sean Manaya and even the lefties in a stack too. Nelson Cruz is twenty-four hundred on DraftKings. Um, if Manaya is the starter and pitches in this game, twenty-four hundred. Um, He's—I mean—he hasn't been playing every day, and he's actually been hitting better recently. Not playing every day, so I like him against lefty. Uh, Nola is a cheap catcher. He hasn't shown a ton of power this year, but throughout his career, he's been better against left-handed pitching. The Giants, outside of like a hedge stack, I just don't have a ton of interest in the Giants right now. Um, the lineup's kind of banged up. They keep winning games. Uh, it's good to see as someone that has a little bit of um, Giants prop, season-long props. Um, what are your thoughts on the Giants here? Yeah, I'm probably not going to be getting to them much at all. Maybe I'll include them in the pool running 150 lineups, but they're not going to be a team I'm – like I wouldn't even consider in five lineups, and I probably wouldn't even – keeping my pool if i was doing 20 all right let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got today i will go with garrett Whitlock, so you can have your guy 
yeah, I mean, those are the two guys. Gavin Williams and Whitlock were my two options. Um, I like Williams a lot today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I am going to go with uh, Sonny Gray. I could see any of these guys busting. I could see all of them getting over 15. Um, I'm going to go Kopech. He is the ceiling is there. We're playing him for the ceiling. This offense is tough. I could see this going either way. So I'll go Kopech. Over 4,000 to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Fernando Tatis. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Eloy Jimenez for the White Sox. You know, not typically a power guy, but his numbers have been a lot better here recently, um, hitting the ball a lot better, hopefully healthy. So give me a Jimenez. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like today? Let's see. Hold on just a second. I got to see how much this guy is priced. Yes, 3900 Let's go Gary Sanchez. I like it. I'm going to go Mickey Moniak. As everyone knows, I'm a huge fan of Mickey Moniak. I think he's a really good hitter. I wish he'd play every day, but I understand why they're not playing him every day. Give me Mickey Moniak. I really hope that he hits leadoff and Taylor Ward gets the day off today. Um, Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Padres. Padres. I'm going to go White Sox. I think the White Sox get to Perez today. Um, like the Angels, hate that we can't play Otani. TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, that is about it. Fun show with you, as always. We read through that one nice and quick. Um, getting to see uh, lots of each other this week. Monday on Grinders Live, and now uh, the next day doing some morning grind. It's uh, good stuff. I'm just glad that you beat Dean in the bet. He had to watch Shrek, and um, I'm glad you played Merrill Kelly. Um... <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for convincing me into that. All my pitchers actually did pretty well on that. Uh, it was a good slate. Yes, it was a good uh, slate. Burns, I think, was the only one that failed, but um yeah burns burns struggling uh, monday was a good slate yesterday was a good slate hopefully we can keep it rolling here on this wednesday slate if you haven't already subscribe to the rotor grinders morning grind youtube page always appreciate everyone hanging out with us on chat um here live we're gonna wrap it up have a fantastic wednesday we'll see you again tomorrow good luck everyone